and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, our weekly conversation about the current issues we're exposing, confronting, and changing. I'm your host, Carmen Balber, Executive Director of Consumer Watchdog, and thank you as always for joining us. Um, this week we have a very special guest. Uh, she's a member of Consumer Watchdog's board and also happens to be one of my favorite people. Uh, welcome, Tammy Smick, to the podcast. Thank you, Carmen. It's good to be with you. Thanks so much for coming on today. Um, so uh, this is our Mother's Day edition, um, which is why we invited Tammy onto the show. Um, Tammy and her husband, Tim, are um, 2015 inductees into our Consumer Advocate Hall of Fame. Um, at our uh, annual Rage for Justice Awards. And uh, they're not um, your typical inductees uh, to a Consumer Advocate Hall of Fame. Tammy's a teacher, Tim builds houses, um, but they're there because we met them uh, after they went through the worst thing possible, uh, the worst thing imaginable. And um, because of the courage and and activism that they took from that experience uh, to fight for patient rights um, and to fight for accountability in the medical system. Um, Tammy lost her son, Alex, um, uh, to medical negligence um, because of preventable medical errors and um, turned that loss uh, into um, a crusade for change, um, which is how we met her um, and why she is so inspiring to me uh, personally. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss, Tammy, but maybe before we talk about that, you can tell us about Alex. Mm, thank you, Carmen. Um, well, Alex was our youngest child. He was our baby, hmm. and um, he was just a great kid. He was, um, he was just so much fun to be around because um, he was so full of life and fun and energy. Um, Alex was a really funny kid and he was he was always making us laugh he he loved making people laugh um he had tons of friends and um he was just a joy just a true joy everyone everyone loved him um alex was um, very athletic and he was musically gifted um he grew up playing grew up playing all kinds of sports and um he had become a really fantastic guitarist um I, I just loved listening to him play. Um, but I think what was most important about Alex was um, his fine character. He was, he was so kind and so loving. Um, he, he was really compassionate and he just loved helping others. Um, Alex had a, had a true giver's heart and not just because he was my son, but uh, I have to say he was just really um, the type of, of child, the type of son that any parent would, would be proud of. Um, I was so proud of him and um, I, I miss him so much. Mm. I, I, f I feel like it's not that's not just a story I've heard from you, but in, in getting to know people who knew Alex over the years, that uh, that energy and that um, spirit really, really has come through and everything I've heard and read. So I, I wish I had met him. I wish I had, I had been able to know him. I, wish I think maybe too. I do a little through you guys. 
Yes. Um, Thank you. So um, why don't you tell me, uh, so we met Tammy um, after um, this tragic loss um, because you guys were looking uh, to make change in the system and had run into a law that our listeners know a lot about, which is the cap on uh, compensation for victims of medical negligence, which um, uh, creates a whole another set of problems after uh, someone loses a loved one. Um, but but tell us tell us about the circumstances uh, that led to Alex's death. Well, we lost Alex to a really horrific. Um, medical negligence case um, and it happened in the hospital in Orange County. Um, Alex, he had become dependent on prescription pain medications following a serious back injury um, and he wanted to get off of those medications. So in February of 2012, um, he sought treatment at Orange County Hospital to safely detox off of those medications um, However, within two hours of arriving at the hospital, the doctors started him on a new regimen of medications. And in fact, um, Alex was given a toxic combination of 11 different medications. And some of those medications were even contraindicated. And sadly, those medications proved to be lethal. Um, he had only been in the hospital under their care for um, just a few hours. He checked into the hospital at 3 p.m. They started giving him meds at 5. And at 11 p.m. that first night in the hospital, the nurse um, delivered the last dose of medication and then closed the doors to his room. Um, the doctor had written an order to only check Alex's vitals while he was awake. So no one checked on him through the night um, and was more than seven hours. And um, when they finally checked on him during morning rounds, they found him face down in the bed. He was dead. Um, he had been um, gone so long, he was already in rigor mortis. And I, it's truly, truly a, a parent's worst nightmare. An overdose in the very facility that he went to to get help. Yes. Um, and uh, a toxic mix of medications that never should have been prescribed in the first place. That's and right. then he was left unmonitored. Such, such clear errors here. Well, uh, such clear, poor decision-making. It truly, it truly was negligence. Um, and, you know, you think about it when you, when you go to the hospital. If you've ever been a patient in the hospital, it seems like you, you can't get rest because they're interrupting you all the time. Constantly. Check your vitals, take your, uh, check your blood. I mean, somebody, it seems, is always coming into your room. Um, it, it's just shocking when you think about um, the amount of medications that Alex was given and um, 11 different meds and multiple doses of those meds and then to be left on monitored for more than seven hours. It, it's just shocking. Um, and that, of course, um, should never have happened. Uh, and I know uh, that your family decided to do something to make sure that another family wouldn't 
experienced the same kind of tragic loss. And that's when you ran into this malpractice cap, the law that says a child or a young person like Alex, uh, who is just starting out in the world, um, has the value of your, their life uh, capped in $1975, um, which closes the courtroom door for families who lose a child to medical negligence because it costs as much to bring a case to court and try to get answers and try to get accountability uh, for those medical providers as it as it uh, as you could ever possibly recover uh, because the cap is so limited. Um, and I know your family ran into that problem. Um, maybe you could tell us just a little bit about what happened when you tried to get justice for Alex. Well, I wish we sure did run into that cap. Um, so we found out about um, the cap on the medical malpractice cases when we first sought legal counsel for Alex's death. And um, we were just shocked to find out um, that our son's life was valued or I say devalued at $250,000. And I always tell people, you know, there, there really, there's no amount of money that is going to ease my pain and suffering. That's going to take away my grief. But um, we wanted um, justice and we wanted accountability for Alex's death. But um, that cap, it, it denied us um, any access to justice and any, any, um, any accountability that the doctors, the hospitals, they were, they were really never held to account because as you said, um, that cap closed the courthouse doors for us and it, it prevented us going to, to trial. And in the end, we were forced to settle the case. And um, the justice and the accountability for us, um, it's about preventing those things from happening again. And when, when a doctor, when a hospital is not held to account, there, there's no incentive to change. And um, it, it, was, it was something that was just really, really so shocking and, and so disappointing for us. Um, I know I've, I've heard you on many occasions talk about um, having to decide how to react to this tragedy, um, that you, you had two choices, you know, uh, succumb to the grief or, or, or try to do something about it to fight for change. Um, and I, I'm so grateful that you are. Um, because it led us to meet, and it has achieved some really significant change um, in the state capital on issues uh, related to medical negligence, to transparency for patients uh, whose doctors have harmed other people. Um, but I, I can never understand how you find the strength to do it to begin with. Yes, um, I, I will tell you the is overwhelming and um, sometimes you feel like you could just succumb to that grief, but boy, I'll tell you, I, I could not sit back and not do something about it. I could not let this um, injustice go on. 
And um, you ask about where I find my strength. I, my strength comes from Alex and his memory. Mm -hmm. And I think about how, um, how Alex loved helping other people. And so um, th that I, I have Alex, I have my angel pushing me along and giving me strength. And I, I know people often ask me how I do it. And my answer is, how can I not do it? Um, because I understand all too well the deep pain and the grief um, of losing a child, um, but also losing a ch child to the medical professionals who are entrusted with his care. It, it complicates my grief even more. And, and I don't want another family um, to suffer the way my family has suffered. And I definitely don't want another mother to have to grieve on Mother's Day. So I, I do it for them and I do it for Alex and everything um, I do in this fight for change is in memory of, of Alex. I, um, I, I have a motto, it's my hashtag and it's never give up. And even when um, I have my most challenging days and Mother's Day is approaching, and um, it's a difficult time. Every day is difficult, but um, it seems the, um, the holidays around Alex's birthdays, Christmas, um, his favorite holiday, Thanksgiving, and then Mother's Day, um, they're, they're really, really hard times. But um, thinking about what I go through and thinking about what I can do to help change this injustice, um, it gives me strength to move forward. It gives me strength to continue my fight and it gives me strength to never give up. Well, I'm glad we can celebrate Alex for Mother's Day. Uh, I think it's a, a perfect way to mark, uh, to mark the holiday. Thank um, you. And, and uh, you know, the, the, specific thing that we were talking about earlier, this, this limit on um, compensation and medical negligence cases, uh, one of the reasons that that law is in place is because the legislature has failed to do anything about it uh, mm. since it was first put in place all the way back in 1975. Um, and uh, we have been outraged uh, for many years that uh, the legislature has failed to buck the powerful medical lobby uh, to acknowledge the fact that all the cap does is prevent accountability for the tiny fraction of physicians or other medical providers, hospitals, um, and the insurance companies who pay their bills uh, when the unthinkable tragedy occurs. Um, and and it's, it's offensive, especially on Mother's Day, that uh, members of the legislature uh, have thus far refused to step up to the plate and really uh, address um, this issue uh, that uh, would have changed long ago if not for um, the, the financial power of the malpractice insurance industry and uh, the medical industry. And so maybe we can... Maybe we can close out the show by one, uh, celebrating Alex, uh, but two, just asking you what, what you would say to lawmakers, uh, to the, the leaders of the legislature um, and the governor 
about uh, about this law. Thanks, Carmen. Thanks, and thank you for um, for allowing us to celebrate Alex and mm. um, and his wonderful life. Um, he he lived twenty. They were sh short years, but they were wonderful wonderful, wonderful years. And I am so blessed um, to be his mom and um, to continue um, working in his memory. And um, boy, if I have something to say to the, to the legislators, it would just be, um, it's time for change. It's way past time for change. Um, this injustice that has been allowed to continue on for 45 years is devastating families. It is um, devastating to victims of medical malpractice and to their families. And it complicates our grief so much when we cannot get any justice and any accountability for the loss of a child, um, it, it the pain is so great. And I've been grieving for eight years and fighting for change since I learned about the cap. And um, eight years is a short amount of time when I think this has been going on for more than 40 years. And boy, I would just tell our legislators, it's time to step up to the plate. It's time to do the right thing, because the right thing to do is adjust the cap and allow families to have access to justice and have accountability when we are harmed by medical negligence. Just so. I, I echo I echo those sentiments. It is time for change. Um, well, I want to say thank you for joining us um, and happy Mother's Day. I know you'll be celebrating with Alex's brother and his family. Um, yes. So uh, thank you for sharing Alex's story and, and being with us today. And thank you, Carmen. Thanks for all you do. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's our time for today. Thank you for listening to the Rage for Justice report. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss us every week. And if you like what you heard, uh, you can also find more on our website and our YouTube channel. Learn more about Tammy's fight and Alex Smith's wonderful story um, at consumerwatchdog.org uh, about this and all the other important issues affecting consumers in California and across the nation. Thanks for joining us.